welcome to a radical discussion of independence, free will, liberty, and the left-hand path. This is Damonosophy 2.0 with your host, Paul Frederick. So, I got a response to episode 27 about atheism where I talked about why I'm not an atheist and I said some things that were uh, critical of atheism and especially Satan atheism, which I feel is somewhat contradictory. I mean, just from a logical, you know, standpoint. Uh... And I got I got some response for that. So viewer mail, and you know I love viewer mail, listener mail. Um, and I need to be more judicious. Um, not judicious. I need to be more vigorous in sharing that back out with everyone. Um, so this one, let me find it. was from a uh, Mr. Piotr Jablonski. Jablonski. Piotr says, Dear Sir, I think he's from... I don't know where he's from. Maybe he'll say it. I'll, I'll just read the email. Maybe he says in here. He says, Dear Sir, I'm a regular listener of your podcast. I was very surprised to hear on the last episode, number 27... While defining atheism, you said that it's directly with relation to Abrahamic religion and Yahweh. Atheism as a philosophy, according to you, emerged as response to that. To my surprise, you claimed that there's no such thing as atheism before Christianity and monotheism came along, which is not true. Atheism emerged long before Christianity and before Judaism crystallized in mature form. Just to mention India or Asian in general schools of philosophy about 6th century BCE and later, these schools included some forms of spirituality without any deity. For instance, Samkhya and Mimamsa school. Furthermore, Jainism and the most important, Buddhism. A bit closer to us, Greek and fully materialistic philosopher Democritus and the Atomists. Euripides in Bellerophon wrote 5th century BCE, Doth someone say that there be gods above? There are not, there are not. Let no fool led by old false fable thus deceive you. And last but not least, Socrates. He was accused by the court of being atheos, which was a capital crime in antiquity, if I'm not mistaken. Also, early Christians were prosecuted as atheists by the Roman state. I really don't understand why such a bold and simply untrue statement in your podcast is in your podcast. Best regards, Piotr. P.S. Data quoted after Wikipedia. Um, so, um, I appreciate the response on here uh he makes you know lots of good points um and so first off you know he says he data quoted after wikipedia so he's going and looking at the wikipedia atheism which is cool i've looked at it I'm looking at it right now that's no problem um it's very long and extensive 
but I mean, this is the thing that you see on here um, is, is, is that it's really long and they do go back and they, they talk about like there's – yeah, there's lots of ancient systems um, that – well, they are atheistic now that we look at them in retrospect. However, um, you know, they didn't call it that like, you know, Samkhya and Mimasa schools and Jainism and Buddhism and all that. Well, they – they didn't call them atheism. They didn't call it something that means, you know, there's no gods and we're total materialists. They called it things like Samkhya, Mimasa, Jainism. And these were all schools too. These are all esoteric schools of self-work. So they're not atheism in the sense of modern atheism at all. Um, what, so what I'm saying is basically uh, atheism in, gener in general, people are extending um, the use of this term back in time to refer to things, to label things using our modern lens on it. And that's fine. I mean, it is what it is, but I mean, those people didn't consider themselves, they certainly didn't consider themselves atheists uh, in the way that uh, modern people do. And so here's the other thing, and this is in the, um, this is actually in the, in, in the Wiki, Wikipedia. Um, Let's see. Yeah, here. The first individuals to identify themselves using the word atheist lived in the 18th century during the Age of Enlightenment. So that's from the Wikipedia right there. So, I mean, that's where I'm going from. Because all this shit about atheism, like say, Satan atheism, it isn't about, God damn it, we're atheists. No, it's like we were, it's like we're Satanists. That's what that's the initial iteration of all of this is Satanism, right? Anton LaVey wasn't I got a new school of atheism for y'all. And I'm calling it Satanism. No, I mean his initial proclamation was I have a new school and it's called the Church of Satan. And it's about Satanism. And then the atheism thing got added in later. That's that's my point. It got you know, retroactively superimpose on it, which is exactly what is being done when people go back and they say that Buddhism is atheistic or certain, you know, Democritus was atheistic, um, et cetera, et cetera. There is superimposing this term, which comes from the Enlightenment. The first individuals to identify themselves as atheists are from the Enlightenment. But they're taking this atheistic term and they're going back and superimposing it on the past. So, I mean, maybe that's fine. Maybe that helps us understand the past better. Um, you know, there's all kinds of reasons for doing this. But I will still go back to my original point from episode 21 that actually, fundamentally, these ideas are in conflict with each other. Um, uh, okay, and Socrates. I got I to... Gotta, um, I got to refer to his mention of Socrates, that Socrates was accused of being an atheist by the Demo Athenian Democrats that wanted to um, get rid of him. Um, and, and that's just one of the many things that they accused him of. And in the, um, uh, and, and I can't remember which of the Platonic dialogues it is right now. It's not the Timaeus. Um, but in, in, when, when that happened, Socrates, um, he refuted these other things and he argued against them, but he, he bypassed the, the, the atheism. He bypassed their accusation of atheism and he just like moved beyond it because he knew it was just more, he knew it was like trumped up shit. 
And the other thing is that he's, he was not an atheist. So Socrates uh, believed in the daemon, which is the same thing that Aleister Crowley called the holy guardian angel. It's what Zarathustra called the fravashi. And it's very connected with the idea, uh, the Setian idea of the principle of isolated intelligence. It's associated with it. And so, and, and, and Socrates even said that his decision, because he, could, he knew that he could argue against the Athenian Democrats. And the situation there, a lot of people don't even understand what the situation was. So basically, as a result of the, the Peloponnesian Wars, and this is after, um, after the Spartans went and thwarted the Persians. Everyone's seen the movie 300, right? So, uh, so, so that's based on a historical event that um, the Persians were invading under the Circe's guy. And the Spartans went with their 300 men and held them off. And, and that battle happened. Very heroic. And then there's more wars that took place and the Athenians and the Spartans like kind of worked together. And then after that, after that all happened, then there was like this period of the Peloponnesian Wars where it's like basically Athens at war with, with Sparta. And the Spartans, eventually they came in and like took over Athens. And um, this is referred to in Greek history as the, it's, uh, the period of the the 30 tyrants i think they call it. it's like the 30 tyrants and there's like 30 uh spartans who are like dominating athens and what they're doing they do like any 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 uh state that comes and invades another state and and takes over what do they do well they go through and they start persecuting their enemies so they start getting rid of all these old people who are like fundamental in the athenian democracy you know um you know having them executed and imprisoned and you know the same shit that goes on today we all we're all very familiar with this story it's a story that happens again and again so so that shit was going on and eventually um they got thwarted and put away and the um you know athenians like drove them out and so then the athenian uh democracy was back in in control um but it's a different democracy it was they they started doing the same thing you know it's the exact same thing as as you know, the most recent example uh, I'm, I'm thinking of here is uh, because I was in Prague recently, um, you know, after the Nazis, you know, the Nazis came in and took over and, you know, started putting people through the meat grinder. And then they got they got kicked out. The war ended and, and the Soviets won, the com- communists won. So the communists like took over and they were in charge. And so what did they do? They started persecuting. Um, well, they got rid of the Nazis, but then they started persecuting all the ethnic Germans who lived in, um, in, in Prague. And so this is what regimes do. This is, this is the way of like statism. Statism always works like this at every example. I mean, it's been going on in our modern times in, in the Middle East and in other places. So anyhow, this is a situation that Socrates was in. The Athenian Democrats came in. They were coming back counterattacking, getting rid of their enemies, the people they didn't like, and the former, uh, you know, uh, uh, 30 tyrants, uh, Spartan administration. And since Socrates had been around through all of this, 
And Socrates, I mean, he's a smart guy, you know, he's like, he's, you know, stays in touch with people, but doesn't get too close. And he's still like critical and, and of, of, you know, idiocy. He's critical of statism and totalitarianism. And he's always just champion of individualism. And he's a champion of, uh, of reason and the power to think for yourself. So anyhow, though, he'd made enemies. And so the Athenian Democrats wanted to get rid of him. So they, it was trumped up charges. Everyone knew it was trumped up charges. All of his students knew it was trumped up charges. And Socrates knew that he could argue through all of this and then just like get um, banished. Banishing is a thing back then too. Um, and in many, many ancient civilizations, it's a much better alternative to prison because it's not as costly and you don't have to like kill someone so he knew that he could like go through banishment but you know what he didn't want to and the reason he didn't want to his students were like well just get banned just go you you have to stay around because we love you and and because you're our, our teacher and he said that he um was told by his daemon that the more virtuous thing for him to do is to drink the hemlock and end it there. And so that's why he did that. And so it's it's a super rational decision. It's hard for us to understand how someone makes a decision to end their life like that. Um, but that's what he did. But he did it based upon what he considered uh, his conversation with his daemon, his conversation with his holy guardian angel. So that to me is not atheism. <laughs> that is not atheism. Um, so I don't think that um, Socrates was an atheist. I don't think he counts as the definition of atheist. Um, he's not sure he's probably not a monotheist and he's not quite a pagan. But just because you're not a monotheist and not a polytheist doesn't mean that you're an atheist and you believe that there's no other, no, no gods or no intelligences. And there's a certain point then where you're like, I mean, if you're going to extend the definition of atheism to say, you know, well, I believe in supernatural intelligences, just not a god. Well, now we're like quibbling over what is a god versus a demigod versus a titan or whatever. I mean, they're all, um, they're all uh, supernatural things. They're all like kind of beyond logic and reason. They're all things that you can't really prove they exist or see with your eyes or, and, 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 and they're not necessarily really um, substantial. So... So that's the thing. So if you want to extend atheism to mean all those things, that's fine. But I think it's really, obviously, it's like causing confusion. And really, you should just call it, you know, whatever it is. Like if you're into Socrates, say, well, I'm Socratic and I believe in the daemon. Or else you find another word for it. Other than atheism, just to try and politically connect with, I don't know, with secular society or something. Um, I feel still that there's like some underlying need to um, obtain some sort of academic secular validation by being able to say, yeah, you can count me um, as an atheist. So, I mean, you could still be an atheist if you want. And it's like, I have lots of friends who are atheists. I'm not going to like sweat anyone about it if you want to call yourself an atheist. And my podcast was, after all, it was why I don't call myself an atheist. One of the other things that I wanted to say about this. And this is an interesting um, other little story here. So, 
I wanted to know what real atheists think about this. So I sent an email to um, American Atheists Incorporated at atheism.org. And I got and I and I said, you know, I just asked my basic question. My question was, here I'll read it to you. I said, have you noticed there's a growing demographic of people who call themselves Satanists but also atheists? Um, in your estimation, is it genuine to call yourself a Satanist and also an atheist at the same time? Um, some of these organizations even have priesthoods but also claim their religion is atheism at the same time. Do you consider this valid? Thank you for your time and consideration. Thus, which is Paul Frederick. So I got a response back from uh, Pam Whistle at atheists.org. And she said, that's a very good question. We can't speak for Satanists. So I, I suggest that you post your question to them directly. Here's their website link, thesatanictemple.com. Sincerely, uh, blah, 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 our credentials. She's the editor-in-chief of American Atheist Magazine. The editor-in-chief of American Atheist Magazine cannot tell me whether or not Satanists are the same as atheists, and she referred me to the Satanic Temple. So the Satanic Temple... I don't know. It's, I reckon some of some of those folks will be happy to know that um, that American Atheists Incorporated, if they have any inquiry about Satanism, they're getting referred to the Satanic Temple. So they figure very prominently in there, um, and they are probably happy about that. I don't know. There's probably other other people in that organization or not. I know not everyone in that organization is is an atheist. I know there's um, there's actually some legitimate uh, satanic people, um, who work with that group. Um, but so I was disappointed though in her response. And this is what I wrote back to her. I said, okay, let me phrase it another way. In your estimation, would it be genuine to call yourself a Christian and also an atheist at the same time? Thank you, Paul Frederick. So we'll see, um, We'll see if she responds to that because it's the same thing. I mean, if um, if 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 you're an atheist and you don't want to be a, that's the question. Will someone who identifies as an atheism to the d d identifies as an atheist to the extent that they work for this organization and edit the newsletter and answer emails? You're an atheist to that extent. Is it okay to also be a Christian at the same time? Can I be a Christian atheist? And that's a thing, too. There's such a thing. There was, at one time, Christian atheists. This is one of the things that Anton LaVey criticized in the Satanic Bible. But will she be as cool with Christian atheism? And if they are, then I'm like, well, why are you even an atheist if you're not going to you know, disidentify yourself with any other religion in the world? Could you be a Hindu atheist? Buddhist atheist? Can you be a Muslim atheist? An Islamic atheist? It's fun. Lots of things you can do out there. Lots of fun you can have with words. Fun with atheism.
all of this has reminded me of when I went and saw that movie 300. I remember went and see, saw that in the theater um, with some friends. And I just remember being like really offended by it. It's so I thought this is so obviously just a blatant piece of like wartime propaganda because this movie came out in the in the heat of like what year was it like 2003 or four something like that in the heat of like the uh the surge of the iraq war and it's just so obviously like you know playing up this virtuosity of these uh heroes uh, going and, and, and fighting the uh, Islamic world, and the Islamic world is invading them. And you know it's supposed to like make everyone happy about it, even though the situation is not the same. It's not like the hordes of, of, uh, of Iraqis were knocking at the door of American civilization. Um, but then, you know, a couple of days later, I went surfing with, uh, with my buddy Jim Chisholm, and I was complaining about this. I was complaining about that 300. And he said, oh, really? No, I saw that movie. That's a great movie. It's like historically accurate. And I wasn't aware of this at the time. And so he advised me on this. No, this is historically accurate. This stuff really happened. And it's interesting how, you know, still though, you know, this is being utilized as like wartime propaganda. The timing of them making this movie is just way too uh, convenient I think for the powers that be. But here's what's interesting is when you get down to it and you start looking at um, Plato's Republic, there's many things that he mentions in the Republic that are basically, you know, his, his and, and the Republic is his, Plato's idea of, uh, you know, the idealized society, how society and government should be set up if he had his, his way with it. And many of the things are very similar to the Spartans. It's really just a, a, a blueprint for Spartan society, like uh, no money. The Spartans had, you know, they forbid the use of money. Um, they forbid um, that, uh, like poet, poets and, and, and artists were forbidden. There's no, no such thing as that. It's all like uh, um, evil and forbidden. And now we can look at that we can see that like plato well he was basically just uh you know championing spartan society which is you know totalitarianism it's the first great totalitarian group anyhow on that note um i want to thank piotr again for like writing in uh good stuff good dialogue and everyone else keep uh you know checking out the show Follow us and subscribe on YouTube and all that good stuff. And be sure to write me with anything, Damonosophy at Gmail. And keep the dark fires burning. <laughs>